Star Wars 7x7 episode 3511. Today, we're going to talk briefly about Wraith Squadron, which is not in current Star Wars storytelling, but something's happened with it that's worth chatting about and thought we'd cover it today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So we don't really talk a lot about Legends material here on the podcast, but there has been a particular exception that I've made over the years, actually over the last couple of years, and that involves the books in the X-Wing series of novels. So there were 10 of those novels that were put out way back in the day. The first four of those were by Michael Stackpole, and then Aaron Alston wrote the next ones, and so on and so forth. The reason why we covered any of these novels has to do, of course, with the December 2020 Disney Investor Day presentation where they announced a Rogue Squadron movie that would be directed by Patty Jenkins. Now, here we are three years later, and there is no Rogue Squadron movie, unfortunately. Depending on the sources that you are following, it has either been killed as a project or it has just been sent into further development and schedules may now affect it also. But yeah, as far as I know, it is still just you know, basically back to the drawing board and we may eventually see it someday or something like it someday. It may not end up as a movie. It could end up as a series. We've seen that happen with various Star Wars stuff before, but yeah, I don't think it's quite dead yet. It's just still, you know, is still being cooked for all intents and purposes. In the meantime, Random House Worlds started publishing an Essential Legends collection where every few months or so they would pick three or four novels that they deemed significant as far as legend storytelling goes and published them in a beautiful trade paperback edition with new artwork for the cover and whatnot. It was very cool. And in some instances, they also created from Penguin Random House Audio brand new unabridged productions of those books because back in the day, they had only published abridged editions of those books on audio. Now, personally, I really enjoy the audiobook format. It is the closest you can get to a Star Wars experience without being able to see a Star Wars movie on the big screen or see it on your giant television or even on your mobile device, however you like to watch it. I'm sure that's also informed by the fact that I used to listen to the NPR radio dramas back in the day, and back in the day, after 1983, you didn't know when you were going to get another Star Wars movie experience, but you were certainly going to have the nearest thing to it with those tremendously well-produced audio dramas that had you know, sound effects and music and all the excitement, and that's what we get in these audiobook situations too. So Penguin Random House Audio was kind enough to send me a copy of the Race Squadron brand new unabridged audio recording, and it's fun. It is exactly as I would hope, and it is very similar to the four Rogue Squadron ones that we talked about previously on the podcast. This one, as with the four Rogue Squadron novels prior to this one, is narrated by Mark Thompson, who is just so good. He is so good. I think, you know, <laughs> the only thing is I've probably listened to so many of his audiobooks narrations that occasionally I hear a voice or like I feel like I've heard that voice before but you know that's just <laughs> that's just because of the embarrassment of riches basically with the stuff that he does and just does so very well. 
I mentioned earlier that the first four novels in the whole X-Wing series were Rogue Squadron ones that were written by Michael Stackpole. This is the fifth novel out of ten in the whole X-Wing series, and the first one in a trilogy of Wraith Squadron novels. It's written by a different person, Aaron Alston, who is beloved in Star Wars Legends storytelling. And yeah, the styles are definitely a bit different between Stackpole and Alston, and just you know, looking at stuff online. Like I wasn't familiar with either of the two writers since I hadn't read any of their stuff prior to digging into X-Wing related novels. Yeah, there seems to be <laughs> a bit of, you know, some people who like Stackpole but then don't like Alston and some people who don't, you know, like Stackpole but do like Alston. So like the style, I guess, can be a little polarizing maybe, dare I say? I don't know. Personally, I still felt like I was in the thick of it with all the Starfighter action. And the idea for Wraith Squadron is fun and actually kind of plays on an idea that played out in Rogue Squadron, which was that Wedge formed the squadron to be, you know, the next elite Starfighter squadron, but then they got sucked into these you know, sort of covert espionage campaign situations. And so now he's inventing a Wraith squadron, which is basically a group of folks who can deal with covert campaigns, but who can also fly. So it's just kind of, yeah, that opposite situation. And they're also taking on one of the major Imperial remnant situations. So there's the warlord Jinja, Zinj. <sighs> you know, you think I've heard it enough and I can't get the pronunciation right. So that warlord was mentioned a few times in Rogue Squadron, but in Wraith Squadron, they're actually going to go head to head with that warlord. I mean, they got to get through some steps to go there, which is what this first novel is about. As I mentioned before, the starfighter, you know, dogfighting stuff is great. The commando stuff is fun and fascinating. And there are rivalry things between the A-Wing pilots and the X-Wing pilots, which is also fun and definitely brought me right back to Star Wars Squadrons, which we were just talking about because pilots in there, especially on the Rebel slash New Republic side of things, have their own little rivalries about the different types of ships they're flying, and it even comes up in that short story, The Light You Bring, with Keo and Frisk that we talked about here on the podcast. The style of writing is also a little jokier, more comedic, I guess I would say, compared to Stackpole's version of things. And yeah, I personally thought it was refreshing. And I know there are some folks out there who have said that maybe it's a little distracting, maybe it's a little juvenile. So I guess, you know, we just, it's uh, whatever your particular tastes are. But I personally was not distracted by it and found it to be you know, quite pleasant overall. So while it is an enjoyable experience and very well produced and acted, I gotta say also that if you have, like I do, a you know, long reading list or a long listening list backing up and you feel like you need to concentrate on what is current storytelling as opposed to legend storytelling, then yeah, you could certainly be forgiven for giving this one a pass necessarily. However, you wouldn't be doing it because of a lack of quality in the product or anything like that. It is a really fun listen and as I said, it's just so great to hear all the special effects and all the music. It's just, yeah, it's thrilling. It's absolutely thrilling. But, you know, it's also not necessarily tied into what Rogue Squadron would be either. So who knows? <laughs> you know, just... I guess ultimately, if you want a fun Starfighter Commando-focused Star Wars story and you don't care about the whole Legends canon thing, then 
it's a great one to dive into. So again, that is Wraith Squadron. It's the fifth book of the X-Wing series and the first in the Wraith Squadron trilogy within that X-Wing series by Aaron Alston with a new unabridged production narrated by Mark Thompson. Thank you again to Penguin Random House Audio for sharing a copy with me to check out. And if you want to check it out via audiobook or any other Star Wars audiobook, we actually have a special code here. It's at audibletrial.com SW7X7. So audibletrial.com, the letter S, the letter W, the number seven, the letter X, and the number seven. And you can get a free audiobook download that's yours to keep regardless of whether you stay with Audible afterward. And they give you a 30-day free trial as well. So check it out. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for it. I hope you'll consider leaving a rating or review. If you're so inclined, I hope you consider sharing the podcast with other Star Wars fans that you know and perhaps even hitting the join, subscribe, follow button so you make sure you always get this delivered to your favorite listening app. And you could take one more step even too. I know it's a lot of steps, but you can also support the production of this podcast for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash sw7x7 and it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show as always may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be by seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.